Hello, Hopheads. It's your friendly neighborhood host, Jordan Arith, just giving you a little preview for what's to come. This week, we went live with Lindsay Dwyer, otherwise known as Geek Girl Real Estate, as well as Action City Comics, where our best friend Doug, and if only we could give him a best friend hug right now, talks everything that has to do with the comic book industry, as well as how Action City Comics came to be. We also talk Hop Hero origin stories, myself, JR, and Zach, how the game came about, where the name came from, and a lot of other fun stories, including our first episode in The Disaster That What Was. And finally, Lindsay gives us an array of opportunity of what outlets are currently streaming right now, what options you have to participate in your communities, and how you can get through this tough time. And we all discuss what is to come in the comic book universe here in the near future, which is very exciting. So without further ado, here's the show. everyone's lovely faces on them <laughs> so uh welcome everyone to another live q a um this one is a crossover event it's with the hop heroes podcast and it is a little different this time uh, with more people uh, unfortunately one of the hop heroes could not make it so uh, we have two of them though and i am happy to have them here and we also have doug from action city comics in federal way um, so for those of you who are new or joining because it's a Hop Heroes thing or an Action City Comics thing, uh, I am Lindsay and I am a real estate broker at Keller Williams and I am the geek girl real estate broker. So that's why comic books. Um, and I started going to Action City Comics years ago when another store that I loved uh, closed down um, and I have loved going there ever since it's been at least 10 years now, I believe. Um, and then uh, I actually met JR and Jordan via Zach, the person who unfortunately cannot be here. Um, and that's just a little introduction of how I know them and how, why they're here. So um, if you can all go ahead and introduce yourself, maybe start with Doug. Sure. Thanks, Lindsay. Uh, I'm Doug, and I own and operate Action City Comics along with my wife, uh, Tammy. Yeah. And Jordan? Oh, wait, Hop in. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Lindsay. Uh, my name is Jordan Arith. I am one of the hosts of Hop Heroes. And then uh, I live up here in Anchorage, Alaska. So nice to see you guys. Excellent. Glad we're getting yeah. a good connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm JR. Obviously, I'm the, the one of the hosts of Hop Heroes. And uh, obviously, I'm, I'm very close to Doug, too, in Action City. Been going there for uh, I don't know, 12 years now. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been on Hop Heroes for three years now, three and a half going, Jordan. Pretty so well. Really? I don't know, man. That seems like it, a lot. It's been a while. <laughs> we started off in uh, uh, Zach's mom's uh, backyard uh, <laughs> with a computer sitting in the middle of the desk um, and us standing around reading books and talking about it and to. Uh, to actually, uh, what we bombarded a um, a bachelor party and to this live show at Action City to now, so pretty happy. That was a great show too, by the way. <laughs> oh, thanks for thanks for that again. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so real quick, anyone watching, go ahead and comment with any questions you might have, um, even if it's just you know curiosities about certain comic book things. Um, and we'll try and answer them. The stream is a couple uh, seconds, moments, minutes, depending on what time you're watching, uh, delayed. So uh, just 
um, be prepared to wait a few minutes to get your question answered. Um, so to start off with, my first question is always, how has your day-to-day -day changed since the stay home, stay healthy order? So we'll, uh, we'll start with JR on this one. Uh, mine has been, it's an awkward, it's been awkward because I'm in sales. So I'm, I'm, I have to go out and I have to meet people and I have to drive around and a lot of that's not happening right now. So day to day, I, I mean, I'm sitting here, we're doing conference calls, we're doing, you know, reports coming in so I can fill out documents and, um, it's, it's weird because I'm usually moving around all day long. You know, there's no, there's no stopping. So, um, so that, I mean, that's pretty much how it changed. I mean, I get a lot of time to read more books. Uh, I, I'm caught up on all my comic books that usually sit for, you know, a while and, um, I'm itching, I'm itching to, to buy more and stuff come in. So, um, but yeah, that's that's been the change for me, you know, just being my job what it is and, you know, how, how I've, I've coped with it, I guess. And Jordan? My my day to day hasn't really changed that much. And that might that kind of has been an eye opener to how lazy I was before this. Um, I, <laughs> I hung out at home and binge watched Netflix and drank beers pretty much religiously anyway. So this is kind of just like. Hey, Jordan, be yourself. Um, the only real difference is work. I work in the transportation industry and it's just been night and day difference. So like usually I've been, I would grind all week and then the weekend I'll just kick my feet up and relax. And now I don't kick my feet up and relax at work, but it's definitely a lot slower. And then I get home and I kick my feet up and I feel like I haven't accomplished as much as I used to. So it's just a little bit of a, a, a trip there, just kind of feeling like a sense of accomplishment and feel like you're doing everything you can and still enjoying the, the nights and the weekends. So everything kind of blurs together, I guess, is what it seems like. Yeah, untethered from time. Mm -hmm, exactly. Um, and Doug? Uh, mine's somewhat similar still. Uh, big difference, I think, would be, you know, there's no longer a two-hour commute in the morning or so. You know, sometimes it would take two to, up to three hours to get here. And with no traffic, I mean, I just zoom right in. It's awesome. So, you know, hopefully... Uh, Hopefully, uh, people realize, boy, we can get a lot of work done from home, and it'll they'll keep doing it, and we'll end up with, you know, less clogged roads. That's one of my big hopes. Uh, but another part is uh, uh, identifying, uh, you know, resources for revenue. That's become a big part of it. With uh, obviously with being closed and very limited on what we can do, um, the small business administration and other resources like that have been pretty helpful. Uh, and at this point, we'll we'll do whatever we can to kind of hold the tide till till things start back up a little bit more normal. Um, other than that, I'd say I have a little more time for projects at home. Uh, my wife heard me say that she she would probably say, uh, "Then why is that list still in the fridge? Because it's been there for three years." <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious; it's huge, and it's uh, I got like three things knocked off on it. So, uh, uh, yeah, other than that, that's about it. I mean. Uh, just trying to stay uh, in tune with the pulse of the industry as much as I can, uh, how the changes are, are are going to affect us and our customers, um, and uh, taking care of business that way, sort of from a distance. Um, so before we get into like the more like more of the coronavirus conversation that will come later, um, let's just talk comics for some get it started off on a fun note. Um, so. How did everyone get into comics the first time? Um, we'll start with JR. Uh, keep going around in a circle like that. <laughs> I like it. Um, well, that, I guess you could, anybody who's been reading comics for a while, I mean, I started as a kid. You know, my dad bought me my first Amazing Spider-Man. I still have to this day, and it was the uh, first, um, it was the first, uh, it had to do with the Maximum Carnage storyline. So, you know, I had to piece that together at some point in my life, which I did not have a kid as a kid. And so um, that's how I started in comics. And then I took a, obviously, a, as normal, you know, not making a lot of money in the beginning, didn't buy comics until I was an adult. And really it was because of my wife uh, who came into Action City about, you know, 13 years ago, looking for the Phantom comics that I had. She was like, what's your favorite character? And, you know, I I, for, I, I said Phantom because it's really it was a really a fun comic at the time. Um, and she didn't realize Spider-Man was. So she went to every comic book shop and said, hey, 
and look for that comic. So that that's kind of how I got back into it. And uh, she's like the best shop out of all of them she went to was Action City. So, um, and that's how that's that's how it happened. Yeah. Excellent. And Jordan. So I didn't get into actually comics until later in my, in life. I was always a superhero fan, and like my dad used to <clears throat> put on the you know Saturday morning cartoons growing up, and I would watch Spider Man and X Men and and just love those cartoons. So I was always into the, the movies, the video games with the whole MCU universe, you know, coming on stage in the movies nowadays. It's just been overwhelmingly popular, but before it was that popular, I was always into it. And uh, I actually got into comic books physically because of JR. Um, it's a classic boy meets girl story. I, uh, <laughs> I used to pick JR up, uh, work for Enterprise and uh, we'll pick you up. So I pick up JR and take him back to his house when I worked out in Auburn. And uh, we'd get to chatting on the way, and he, he eventually told me he used to do, like, uh, comic book art. So he was an artist for comic books. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. And so we'd chat every once in a while, and then I asked him, you know, if I were to start, where should I get started? And he recommended Maximum Carnage because he knew I was a Spider-Man fan. And so we started kind of on the same storyline and never looked back. And we're, we're, I'm very excited for the new Venom because it sounds like Carnage is finally coming to the big screen. So get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was eight years ago. <laughs> it was like it was yesterday, babe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Doug? Uh, I've been into comics off and on most of my life. I would have to say mostly off, raising a family. Uh, started young with that. But initially I got into it, of course, because I have an older brother. And, um, you know, after I went through his uh, training course and how to hold his books if I wanted to borrow them and had to be exact <laughs> and all that. Uh, then I started looking at what he had. And then also there was the conventions back then. My brothers and I, uh, we would go to a lot of those. Um, and then once in a while, I'd pop into Action City to visit him and uh, see what was new. And um, myself, I ended up uh, getting in with New 52. Um, it, was, it worked, the new launching point. Um, and I have been collecting ever since. It's been uh, excellent. I'm happy with my Harley Quinn collection. <laughs> As you should be. As yes. you should be. <laughs> um, so what is unique about the comics format to you? We'll go back to JR for this one. Um, so there's like uh, one of the, the main things I love about the comics and the way they, they're, they're set up is, is every – particularly in the industry about summertime, they come out with like this massive storyline put together from all titles. And so like every summer you get this like crossover event. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you get this blockbuster, you know, storyline together. So now, uh, and it benefits Doug because now you're buying titles that you don't normally <laughs> uh, buy just to get that whole storyline. And it's, uh, it's really exciting to do that. Like the maximum carnage. I mean, you've got, you know, all, all the Spider-Man stuff, you know, from Amazing to Spectacular to, I mean, they even created, you know, the Ultimate uh, uh, or the, the uh, Unlimited Spider-Man, not Ultimate. And they put this together in one bunch and you can read it and you can enjoy it in, in a way that uh, is exciting, like a movie. So um, that's one of my favorite formats that they do. Um, and obviously, you know, when you read comics, you just you're engulfed. You're like into another land and you disappear and all the worries of, of life go away. So, I mean, that's my, my two cents on that, that format and stuff like that. And Jordan? I guess I, I – so I love to read, but my attention span is, is awful. So I usually just defer to movies. And I got into comics through JR and, and realized that it's not – like I didn't think I thought it was just art and words, but there's so much more shown in the pictures. Like the art can determine the emotion, the vibe, the feel, and it just makes it so you never. Like I never, I don't know if you read a novel and like you read a page and you're like, oh god, what did that, what did that page even? What even happened on that page? You have to reread it a couple times. Like that happens to me a lot, and that's why reading novels and such. Like I just I don't get as into it with comics because that never happens. I'm always sucked into every single panel and the the cliffhanger panels on the page where you have to flip to the next one to know what happens, like that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just a much more engulfing experience to me. And uh, Doug? Sure. Um, yeah, I've always mostly been a novel reader myself, uh, but one of, the, one of the cool things I think uh, about comics is um, how you can have one character being uh, passed from writer to writer, 
through the years, artist to artist, with new stories, and it's just that constant dynamic change with depending on who's putting their 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 uh, touch to it. And uh, so you got you know characters from the 30s and 40s, you know, still going. I just think that's crazy. So I think that's a, a uniqueness about the format. And I kind of uh, feel the same way about the. Um different artists coming in that sort of thing because part of what I love about it is it's this huge collaborative process that it's not just one person's vision like a novel it I mean not talking about editorial issues but just whatever is happening <laughs> with that particular team and the decisions that they make like that when you can get some amazingly beautiful art like in the Batwoman New 52 run that was just absolutely gorgeous and unique um, and just seeing what someone wants to do with it and when they get to have free reign so that's why i love it um so now here's a hard one we already talked about maximum carnage so we'll we'll skip that one since it definitely seems to be your, one of your favorites <laughs> so i'll give you two more for that one um so what are your favorites um so jr go ahead um so favorite storylines i mean there's there's like hard to limit i mean i think one of our our as a for me, I think I really loved is was Watchmen. We did an episode on that about two years ago. I mean, and that really brought us together as a as a podcast. I thought because you know we were just kind of spitting out um, stories and uh, of characters. You know, we're just kind of and then we just did this Watchmen. And you Watchmen is like one of the most classic classic stories out there, and um, it, it definitely it kind of reinvigorated my my comic book uh, life a little bit with that. And um, I guess another one would be, I guess I'm going to pick a recent one. I, I really enjoyed the the new Donny Cates Venom that came out. I mean, that was, he changed some stuff on how you view, view Venom. And um, Venom's always been this anti-villain, but he definitely put a, a, a different spin on it. And so, um, man, yeah, that, I mean, there's so many that's ringing through my head. I can go all day, honestly, <laughs> all day. Um, Jordan. Yeah, I, I guess JR is we're two peas in a pod because Watchmen, Watchmen and Maximum Carnage are probably my top two. Um, but to go away from those, um, one storyline that really captured me when we um, – my favorite thing about this podcast, first off, is just that we get to experience new stories that I never would have read on my own unless it was assigned to me by JR. So I, uh, <laughs> I've been getting a lot of new information that I've just been so excited about. And Reborn, um, I think, is one of my favorite stories that I found by Mark Miller from image comics it's just it's just a new take on death and rebirth and 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 just the imagery and that 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 book is beautiful um and outside of that i think the killing joke uh was just one of the most epic reads i've ever had it it was it was short sweet to the point but so beautiful and really really want to see that one on the big screen um so those are probably my my other top two i guess and we have a question i think it's directed at jr but it also can be directed at jordan um What's your favorite Watchmen character? Um, someone Ooh. been looking into getting oh. into reading the comic series about it, but they haven't yet. Mm. That is a uh, topic that we have discussed many times. <laughs> um, you know, from who is the... Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I wish Zach was here because he would totally argue every point. He would hijack had. the conversation, so it's probably a good yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think my favorite character was uh, was Rorschach. Um, now, if he's the the... the the antagonist or the the main character of the book we'll we'll talk about that another day um but i loved warshack because it was such a, a a character that you just like felt for him but also hated him but also wanted him to win and um i don't want to give any spoilers but he, it was he's such an intense character i mean um i did a art i did a painting on him one time and even then that was intense just to paint him um and draw him so yeah that would be my favorite yeah, I think Rorschach's the I think Rorschach's the most polarizing character. He's just the most interesting, and he 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 narrates the story, so you kind of get into his you know psyche, and it's a, a dark psyche to be in, but it's a fun ride. Um, Doctor Manhattan, his dialogue is probably my favorite because it's just the most transcendent. It's just all of time is. Have you ever seen uh, True Detective? Time is a flat circle, and that's basically how he kind of portrays it. It's just, <laughs> everything is just one and he see he's a god and it's just seeing the world through the lens of a god is just so interesting so rorschach's definitely the coolest uh dr manhattan is probably the most interesting to me 
Um, and if Doug wants to weigh in. Sure. Uh, I'd say two all-time favorites for me uh, from a while back would be The Preacher. I think it's been about 10 years since I read mm-hmm. all of that. That was still one of my faves. In fact, I'm about to reread that one because it's been so long. Um, good Garth Ennis. And then uh, the, the, the latest one that I sell a lot in here of as well is uh, Ed Brubaker's uh, Killer Be Killed. So oh. those are two I would recommend to anybody. That's on our list for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm ready to read that one again, actually. And uh, I just finished reading it like not too long ago. It was that good. Nice. And it's short. Four books. So four oh. trades anyway. Oh. Trade paperbacks. Um, and for me, ongoing, my favorite is Harley because it's always ongoing and I don't have to worry about it ending. <laughs> Unlike Birds of Prey that goes in and out of my grasp all the time. Um, but for one that's complete of uh, fables, I really loved the whole fables series. Um, mm. That one I did collect through the graphic novels because there's just so much and I was already behind. Um, and that one... It's really a unique take, and if anyone's played A Wolf Among Us and liked it, that's definitely something that you want to go into, is uh, reading more about the backstory, because it is excellent, it's creative, it's unique. Nice. Yeah. Then, um, so kind of getting into that, you know, we have the, all these recommendations, because as comics readers, we're always like, here, read this, I want to talk to you about this. <laughs> um, so if someone were interested in beginning to read comics for the first time, um, what would you recommend? So let's start with the base level of most people. They love the superhero movies and TV shows. And this can be just kind of a free for all, whoever wants to jump in. That's their territory. <laughs> I'm new <Yeah>. myself. <clears throat> as far um, as, yeah, go ahead, Jared. Go, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Doug. Go ahead, Doug. Go ahead. I was going to say uh, anything from the, uh, you know, Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, JR and I were talking about that earlier. In fact, uh, anything that has to do with Iron Man uh, for those that uh, are, are into the movies. And then I don't know if you've seen the the new TV show yet. I just finished watching it with my wife, Lock and Key. Uh, so those are, uh, and I got the books here too for Lock and Key. So those are good ones for that. Um, as far as uh, what was your, are we just starting with number one or do you want number two as well? Uh, just the, the superhero movies and TV shows so far. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, is there a good starting point for Iron Man right now? I know that good starting points kind of go in waves. There, There is. I mean, if you go through the MCU, um, again, the, re- I mean, the, I mean, the reason we know about this so well is because we did a live show and we actually got to pick, you know, the favorites out of that, that uh, live show, um, in that live show with, and so we did a lot of research into it. And so there is a chronological order that you need to go through. If um, And and you can start, you start with, Iron Man just kicked it off. I mean, Tony Stark, <laughs> the end game, all that stuff. It, it started with Iron Man and it ended with Iron Man. If you want to read chronological, you could start with like Captain America and read through it that way. And then I think they added like Captain Marvel and afterwards. But um, Captain uh, Iron Man's what, what really put the, the MCU it, it created MCU to me was the Iron Man movie, the first one. So that would that would be a good good place to start. Which run? Which which artist run or which which author's run would you recommend, Jr. or Doug? For Iron Man, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's quite a bit. There's uh if you there's a, in 2010 there was I think it was um Jonathan uh Jonathan Frakes Jonathan um but in 2010 they kind of. Uh, as soon as the Iron Man movie came out, they kind of came out with this Iron Man run that's similar to what they thought. The mo- Once the movie started, they kind of came up with this path. So I think that run would be really great to to follow because it, it they kind of predicted some of the stuff. And obviously they, they took in the movies from Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2 to Iron Man 3 from that comic book run, um, and, including uh, if anybody's seen Iron Man 3 where the guys blow up and they turn themselves into bombs by... Um, uh, what's the guy with the rings again? I forget his name. Or the, Mandarin? The Mandarin, which we thought was a horrible villain in the movie. Um, they actually, in that run, put created that for the movie. So it, th- I would start there to do, you know, that 2000. I, they go by volumes now. You know, maybe it's like volume four. I mean, Iron Man's so old. There's, you know, it's definitely like the, the fourth or fifth set of runs that's out there. 
Yeah. Um, and as the um, more DC Comics focused person uh, here, there are a lot of great DC like alternate universe um, comics that you can get started in as a kind of one off to see if it's something that you're interested in. Um, like if you like uh, Batman in particular, you have so many choices. Year one is pretty much the staple to start with, though. Um, and then moving on to anything else. Um, I started collecting those just from going to half price books before I had a comic book store. And that was a pretty good way to find out that I wanted to start subscribing to a series. So. Yeah, I heard Flashpoint was a good interdimensional DC run. JR, you were telling me about that one, right? Yeah, Flashpoint's a really great. It's such a dark turn on the, the DC universe, the Flashpoint. Um, I love the Batman New 52 with uh, Scott Snyder and Greg I Capula. I can never say his last name right. Yes. And um, that story run alone, you could probably start with as well. That, I mean, I have all those. I mean, I have the first comic um, for that one. So I'm very proud of that one. So it sits in a very nice sleeve and, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's what, I mean... There's there's a great I mean there's a lot there's a lot of great stuff to do you know particularly in DC too DC's one of the older companies out there right so yeah um, we've got a couple of questions here too um, what about the Superior Spider-Man um, and how would you weigh that into the Spider-Man comic book series as a whole Wow I mean these are like deep questions um, <laughs> so Superior Spider-Man this is my cousin is... by the way oh, okay hi. hi. <laughs> I would say Superior Spider-Man is one of these things that uh, they basically, they, it was funny because when it came out, they, they announced that Spider-Man was dying. And so they, they kind of, uh, which was a big deal because this is the amazing Spider-Man. This is a run that's been happening since the 60s. It's one of the most popular characters. Um, I get annoyed when they change the numbers around. That's, you know, that's, I mean, it, I, I get so angry. But the, <laughs> The, uh, the Superior Spider-Man, it's it, it kind of a weird time in, in my life as well as Peter Parker's life um, because it's when uh, Doc Ock takes over Peter Parker's body and because uh, his body's dying, right? And so he, he, he kind of comes up with this way to do that. And I guess, how do I fit it in? I guess it's annoying uh, because <laughs> Doc Ock... <laughs> um, Doc, it, you have Peter Parker's body, face... Uh, you have Spider-Man, you have these, he, he and Doc Ock always wants to do this, like, higher, like, here's Spider-Man's morals, I've got to have these morals even higher, and so you have this, like, really annoying uh, attitude with Doc Ock in Spider-Man's body, and um, I would say that it, it's glad that it, it's cool that it's there, but if it wasn't, I wouldn't care either, I guess, it's just, I, <laughs> yeah. Tell them how you really feel, man. <laughs> Dark times, man. Dark times. <laughs> uh, that is my, from an outsider's perspective, that has been my general opinion to never want to read it. So, <laughs> um, but that's just personally. Um, and I am not the biggest Spider-Man fan either. So, that's just that's just me. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> so Marvel, I like X-Men. When it comes that's to Marvel. A good one too. Yeah. Who's your favorite X-Men character? Ooh, I like a lot of the concept. They change so much, though. So it ends up being, I like a particular incarnation of some of them. And mm. I have not read as much of them as I would have liked. I do really like Mystique, though. Mystique's she's badass. So many interesting things happen and different mm -hmm. choices made with her. Um, so for someone who loves art, like the art of comic books, which stories would you recommend they read or which All right. particular artists jordan oh Sorry. god <laughs> um, <laughs> artist names are not going to be my strong suit mm -hmm. um it's a great question uh i really like uh we've been reading low uh, recently, and and that's that's a story about you know it's all underwater, it's post-apocalyptic, and they're trying to get to the surface, but there's like these creatures and these raiders and all this stuff going on. So everything's aquatic, and a lot of times you can get lost in the the bright colors and all this stuff in, in aqua-based things. Like we read an Aquaman series, and it was cool, but it was just like a lot of neon, you know. Um, but they do a really good job of keeping it like gloomy, but also you know there's sharp points. I don't know. I was really drawn in by the low artwork. Um, other than that. It was simple, but I really like Kick-Ass, surprisingly. Uh, they are working that. It was kind of it was kind of cartoony, but it was also kind of rugged. Um, that was cool. 
Um, and, oh, oh, what's is it the uh, what's the the Hulk story we read? Indestructible Hulk or the Immortal Hulk? Uh, Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk is fantastic. It's a it's a kind of a horror take on Bruce Banner where he he dies and, and when he when he dies he turns into the Hulk and he goes out and kind of seeks vengeance for who kills him and it's super dark and super just incredible and the and the green and the Hulk just pops in any comic, um, but that that one I know historically I think from what Jared told me is is pretty uh, pretty well received in the the art bridge. There it is. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and. On the second, uh, for that Hulk series, like the number two is like the really cool number issue number two, right? Comes out with the like a new character, right, Doug? Isn't that issue like really high end and hard to get? Yeah, that one went up pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was it number was, two. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Doctor something. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, um, hmm. Go ahead. Oh, Doug, no, actually, you've covered mine pretty well there. Uh, I was going to talk about Immortal Hulk, so. Let's hear from uh, JR. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Right. I got one. Um, you know, art for me in this takes like another level for me. I mean, I, I've art is like my, I don't have any kids. So if I had a kid, it would be art. That would be my kid. And so um, there's a lot of great things about art and comics. And I think a lot of there's, there's interpretation that I, I mean, it's just like any other art. You put it up on the wall and, and everybody has a different take on it. And that's what's great about it. And, you know, when uh, you got cover artists and you've got artists that can draw, you know, in the panels and they're completely different type of artists, you know. And so you have different skill sets when it comes to that stuff. And so um, I, I loved all the all the ones that that Jordan talked about. I mean, the low has Greg Tocchini, which he did everything in watercolor at one point in his career, which is a, a, amazingly yeah. crazy. Right. <laughs> And um, you've got uh, real quick oh, aside for yeah. people, um, comic book timelines are really short. Like you have to be putting stuff out really quickly. So watercolor, yeah. that that's why it's so insane that it's being done that way. So that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, you have it's like uh, writing a paper, right, or for a jerk or for like a publisher, you've got to have things done within a timeline. And um, yeah, Greg Tuccini has always inspired me to to do things. Uh, a different way when you look at his art and, and you, and Lowe is specifically his baby with um, uh, Rick Remender. And it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's colorful. It's dark. It's all these things. Um, and then um, for me, art wise, I think Doug and I were talking about it earlier. Alex Ross is the, is the top of the game. I mean, he, he's the crossover from DC to his own, to Marvel. Um, he does amazing things. I've bought, I've spent a lot of money just looking for Alex Ross stuff in comics. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you, the reason you have the comics are so special is because you get words with art, right? And then you get interpretation mixed in there with them. Yeah, I'm going to recommend a couple uh, unique ones. Uh, Skydoll, um, if you want to look at what a French uh, style is, um, it's very unique. Um, for some reason, the French style is this very particular way, and I really enjoy that one. Um, not, the story is not excellent the art is just gorgeous though <laughs> uh, um and then i also as far as like just classic comic book art um hush has some great um batman hush has some great just iconic scenes like those are the ones that you see people buy posters for and get posted around as memes for like nice you know, the catwoman batman relationship. Right. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that um, thing yes <laughs> so um and finally, for those who love to read books, I'm not sure if they'll love comics. Um, so I'm going to start with Doug on this one, since you are a novel reader. Yeah. Um, I would say, since it has to do with story arcs, people are used to reading uh, full stories with bro uh, books. So with the comic, you want to collect the arc of the stories. Um, one that's pretty popular and that sells well in here would be the Civil War uh, arc from about 2006. That's Mark Miller. Um I would say that would be a good place to start. I I would just recommend anything Alan Moore. I think Alan Moore has just got a different way with words, and, and he has kind of a, a novelist approach to it. And, and I, I think, obviously, Watchmen is Alan Moore, but there's uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was also Alan Moore, and that's a great read. And he also did Killing Joke, which is a really short read, but the, that's my favorite author I've found so far, and the writing seems to kind of be more in the... In that arena, I'd say. Um, I guess it, 
I guess it just dep- depends on on your mood. I feel like there's different moods for everything. I love uh, Hellboy a lot, and so Hellboy, Mike Magnolia is a really great, um, uh, you know, writer himself and artist. And he created that whole thing. He did a Batman that was really great, right? He, and so you know his art when you see it, and you know his writing when you read it. So I would say Hellboy would be a great, you know, if you're a novel reader to a, a, a trying to be a comic book reader, that's a great little start right there because you can buy the omnibus and for hellboy one and two volume one and two which is available at action city comics and um <laughs> and and fall in love with the art and the words beautiful mm-hmm. um yeah, and I, I would chime in with if you're looking for slightly different themes um that are more prevalent in novels than they are in let's say like the mainstream superhero comic books like Alan Moore is great for that as well. Um, the saga right now is one of the most popular graphic novels releases and comic series. And it just covers a lot of themes that you wouldn't usually see in mainstream comic books. So I think, yeah. And, and we did and an episode as a woman. So. Yeah. We did an episode on saga and we were drinking a uh, cider from cockerels in, in a uh, Piala. And that was a fun, fun episode. <laughs> Yeah. Saga. We had a guest on that one too, Mitch. Right? Mitch, Mitch Fanning, yeah, he went off on his few tangents and he got a little habanero cider <laughs> and then just ran with it. <laughs> it was fun. Okay, so um, actually, it's a great segue. So, how did Hot Heroes begin? So, JR talked about our first episode where we recorded on Zach's parents' back porch or his mom's back porch, and it was obviously with the computer out in the elements. The the audio was fantastic. I mean, we had we had <laughs> birds favorite. chirping, planes flying overhead. Um, but I grew up when I grew up, I met Zach in like junior high. Uh, we were really good friends growing up, and I met JR obviously through work, like we talked about. And and one thing that kind of brought us all together um, was Zach started a band back in the day called topless which had just historic success clearly and uh no it was a lot of my good friends in that band and they were a lot of fun and uh they wanted to record an album and they needed somebody to do their album art and so the first person i thought of was jr because he's an artist and so i we had a coffee shop date at starbucks and i introduced the two and we uh we hit it off from there and we create, we, immediately there was just chemistry. It was kind of like the Beatles, I'm sure, when they first met. Um, you know, we had, obviously, I'm, you know, the Lennon slash Paul McCartney, JR's <laughs> Ringo slash George Harrison, and Zach is Yoko. And that was, that was our dynamic, and we ran with it. Uh, but we would always, not really JR, because he's not the biggest drinker, but me and Zach would get drunk and, and argue superheroes, who would win and who would win this fight, who would win this fight to the, to the death. Um, and so after, after a while, I said, why don't we just talk about this on the microphone with somebody that actually knows what they're talking about? And that was JR. And so he kind of came on, came on board and I actually surprised Zach cause I had JR come to Zach's house and Zach hadn't seen JR in a couple of years, I think. Um, or something. It was a pretty big break and Jay, he showed up and Zach was like, what the hell? And I was like, oh yeah, we're starting a podcast today. And so we just jumped <laughs> it. and it's been a, it's been a trip ever since. Uh, just yeah. for fun, uh, Mark Broyles just. Uh, popped in and said topless rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Funky Falcon <laughs> takes flight, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. It was actually pretty fun, John, him. He, big old flat, because he had this picture where he was literally, you know, putting his arms out and, you know, just put a silhouette of a falcon on that cover. That was actually a pretty amazing time to do that art for them. That was, a, that was pretty fun. Zach still has it framed in his room, and when we record, he, he has pictures in the background, and I think you can see them. Uh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, just to add on to that, our our famous famous intro song that either you're gonna love or hate. I think it's I think it's more the latter for the most part. Uh, that was literally recorded in one shot in the back with that that MacBook or a Mac computer, right? A Apple computer, and yeah. um, I think we were arguing in the middle and during, and that has been our <laughs> intro the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zach got a mandolin for his birthday. When Zach gets an instrument, it ruins my life because he has to show <laughs> how good he thinks he is at it. And so he brought it out. And first off, I will say to, to credit Zach, I'm so glad he's not on stuff. So I can say whatever I want. <laughs> he initially, when I, I brought the idea to the three of us, like we should do this. And my idea for the name for the podcast was uh, Comics and Crafts because we're going to talk about comics and craft beers. 
and they were like, why are we doing crafts? Like, it's like people are going to think arts and crafts. And then I had a little space. <laughs> it was like from heroes to hops and vineyards to villains. And then Zach goes, let's just make hop heroes, dude. What the hell are you talking about? So Zach did name the podcast. And then he bought the mandolin out seconds later and started playing it and singing about it. And in the middle of the song, I go, that, that was terrible. And then he keeps going because I thought it was pretty good. And he keeps going. And then that's, <laughs> that's the intro song. So you can hear me in the background just making fun of Zach while he plays. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and is very Zach. <laughs> so so <laughs> takes credit for bringing the whole show together. I know. Um, so what successes have you had so far? And what challenges have you had as far as the podcast goes? Oof. Um, well, I think in the beginning, technic learning how to manage a podcast, like technical, like wise, you know, with the equipment and, you know, trying, I think that was one of our biggest, you know, hurdles to get over in the beginning. Um, yeah. just because we really didn't, yeah, um, we really didn't have anybody like walk us through, you know, I don't know how it works for everybody else, but we didn't have like a mentor or anything. We either YouTubed it or just bought stuff or we winged it half the time. I mean, that's, basically what we do nowadays is we just wing it um, and let it go and um, but I, I would say that was definitely in the beginning like that was probably the hardest thing was trying to figure out it, yeah we lost several episodes and and that was that was the hardest part is you know putting a guest. whole we had guests too yeah we had oh. guests on we had Max Murray on and we had this Venom episode that we did and it was it was one of my favorite episodes we ever recorded it was so much fun and then the audio just didn't didn't record, or there was a glitch, and it's that whole week of, of research and three hour recordings just gone, and that was hard to come back from sometimes. But we really we really you know we're all pretty resilient there. So those, yeah, technical challenges starting out, and now I think it's just we've kind of reached a lot of our circles, like our inner circle, and then that circle expanded a little bit, and that circle expanded a little bit, and we've got a, a you know a listening ship. And now it's just getting past that and branching out to people that we have no contact with whatsoever. is kind of our, our next challenge that we've been really trying to expand with, you know, obviously Lindsay, you having us on is very appreciative, you know, expanding new audiences and, and trying to find new guests that can kind of reach different areas that we wouldn't have any ability to reach um, otherwise. So kind of expanding out to, to untapped water, I guess, um, or unventured water, wherever the term is there. I don't know. In real Uncharted. Estate, water, so yeah. In real is. estate, we call it Mets and haven't Mets. So. There we go. Oh, there there we go. Yeah. yeah. Like it. Yeah. Um, so what we didn't are talk you... about success in that, did we? We just talked about our challenges. Yeah, yeah no, that's success. <laughs> uh, I, mean, maybe, I mean, there's been a few, I guess. I think the biggest success we've had so far was the live show. I mean, that was so much fun. And, and Doug let us uh, do it in his, at Action City. And we had a really great show out. Um, and that that really sparked a lot of our, our new listeners. A lot of people really enjoyed that episode. And we debuted our first uh, hit single song at that concert. Yeah. So that was a pretty Played big live. That was, that was good. For the first yeah. time. Wrote the song yeah. the next before. That was yeah. Uh, yeah that was um, I think the other thing we've done really well is I think we've been like accepted in the podcast community. I think the, we're starting to see more and more people, you know, uh, have podcasts these days right so we're starting to see i mean jordan we've got some nfl stuff we did i mean we did an nfl episode for the first time on the draft last last week with a, a sports writer and mm -hmm. i mean I, I consider that a success i mean we're we're, we're a comic podcast but we do watch a lot of football between the three of us and uh, argue a lot about football too so it was really kind of fitting that we did that and so um, I think that was a great success having him on there, Alistair Corpse from uh, the Seagulls.com. Field goals, get it right. Field goals. Go Field Seahawks. Goals. <laughs> Go Seahawks. He's a Patriots fan. It's gross. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what any of that really started. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you kind of touched on this a little bit about like how you want to reach more haven't mets, but um, what are your future plans? Oh man. Um, we have put together we're, we're, so what we realized this year at least is we've been doing a lot of reaction episodes because there's been so much content coming out um, and when we do a reaction episode that just means we watch a movie or a TV series and we react to it as opposed to doing a story arc and a comic book so we really want to get back to reading um, because I feel like that is people like to hear if we have the same opinion as them when they watch a show but I really like my favorite part of the show is when we get to open up a whole new world to our listeners that they wouldn't have tapped in previously. So we're really going to get back to reading. Um, we're really looking for new adventurous arcs and also 
arcs that are coming um, out very here soon. And, and also just the special guest thing. We're trying to get as many, um, you know, unique personalities on the microphone as possible just to, to expand and, and to learn new stuff and to, to excite the listeners. So our plan, we have a, we have a, a kind of a schedule lined out, but we also are, are reaching out to brewers because we do talk about beers, not just comics, the top heroes for a reason. So we're reaching out to brewers, um, to tap masters, JR's reaching out to artists, comic book stores, um, and it's actually not to a lot of writers. So we're trying to get as much um, new names into the into the mix as possible. So those it. listening, if anybody's interested, yeah. yeah. podcast at gmail.com, baby. And um, I do have a recommendation for a, a brewery. It's one in Auburn, uh, Rail Hoppin' Brew Company. So they're oh. excellent. Get to work, JR. That's your, that's your territory. <laughs> Okay, I'll head down there. Sending JR to a brewery is the best thing in the world. If you want to hear that, we have an episode we did kick-ass, and he went to go brewing. And Is it in Auburn as well? That's in Auburn, yeah. Yeah, and he went by himself, to, and he doesn't drink to try out okay. <laughs> The most awkward yeah. experience, and he was sniffing people's beer to try and get smells and stuff. Like, it was just amazing. I don't know the criteria or the rules, all right? It's just sitting there <laughs> in front of me. A I'm human being. It just matters. <laughs> Nobody saw it. Well, hopefully. Well, the world knows now. <laughs> uh, um, there is coffee there as well. So. There you go. Yeah. Go. I don't drink you, coffee either. I'll, I'll, I usually order water. <laughs> so, is, is Rail Hopping an uh, establishment you frequent, Lindsay? Yes. Um, when it's open. Right now, they're not yeah. open. They are making coffee for um, hospitals in the area, though. So that's really, that's really cool. What's uh, what's the drink you would recommend if we did that that brewery? Um, well, they are always changing them up. Um, but one of any of their espresso stouts that they do, mm-hmm. they just they make really good stouts. So that's they also have good ciders, but I'm not much of a cider drinker. So fair enough. Okay, mm-hmm. espresso stouts. Let's do it. Yes. Um, so after completely shifting gears now and the next set of questions are going to be aimed more at Doug um, so how did Action City Comics get start- started and how did you come to run it? Good question uh, <laughs> well my brother started the shop back in 1996 or 7 and uh, actually before that it was it was sort of operating at the Midway Drive-In swap meet he would sell books there I, I, I got pictures of him with his sort of wall books on a board and a bunch of long boxes down on the floor. And anyway, that place has been closed a long time. Uh, so he ran it for, uh, up till about two years ago and about five, six years ago, we started talking about, uh, him wanting to sell it. And, uh, if I'd be interested and I you know, basically said, well, if you find a better buyer, feel free. But, uh, if you don't and you want to sell it to me, let's talk. So that's how I came to run it. And prior to that, I was, I was outside sales. Um, so I was used to running around in territory, like, you know, you and JR and, and, uh, I think Jordan used to do something like that too, but, uh, um, and now here I am. So he's been my trainer mentor along with my customers since I'm uh, so much newer to the industry than, uh, since some <laughs> of these folks. And, um, you know, basically running it like he ran it and then making little innovations here and there because everything is handwritten and manually done here. It's very old school. So <laughs> I'm hoping to cut oh, corners, wow. like maybe add a spreadsheet or two, you know what I mean? <laughs> Microsoft Excel, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get real fancy with it. Yeah, it does work though. Yeah, But if I can shorten it, that'll do. So that'd be how I came to run it. Excellent. And um, what major successes have you had um, since taking over or, you know, major successes in the store's history? Mm, Well, there's been a lot of good success stories from when Jim ran it. You know, pre-comic book day every day was always giant. Um, Anytime you do shows, you get turnouts for that. Uh, Pretty good at the conventions. As far as um, what we've established over here since the move, I would say that was a big success. The move was horrifying. Nobody liked it at all. Um, I had a lot of help. It was a lot of work. And then it's always a, a question of who's going to follow you and are they going to be able to find you? And really, we just moved across the street. Um, but that was a big worry to us. So um, to see everything pick up right back where it was, uh, was a big weight off our shoulders. Everybody seemed to like the new spot. You know, even, they were sh- even though they were shopping here while it was sort of still being constructed and organized. Um, and uh, 
they're all real supportive. So that was cool. Um, I would say another uh, success along those lines would be just the level of comfort comfort people feel in here. You know, with my brother running this play for for so many years, uh, I was hoping it would translate. And uh, one of my sneaky tricks was to make sure he was in here. Uh, the first part so that wouldn't be a total shock to them and then after it was less and less i was like you know you still need to show up once in a while it's like your fan base wants to see you all your old friends uh so he, he did that for a while but uh overall the comfort level is great here um we've absorbed another comic shop as well quite a bit of of their customer base when they closed and um you see a lot of conversations in here people seem comfortable to hang out it's like a typical comic store you know it's kind of like a club so, yeah. uh, you know, I would say those are two, the two main ones. Yeah. And I will say, um, this is a very particular like, issue for me as a woman in to comics, mm-hmm. having a place that is comfortable for me to go to is huge. Um, and it doesn't always happen. I've been into a store within the last year just to check it out and I felt completely ignored. And so going to a place that I know that I'm going to be, I can ask questions <laughs> you know, without feeling like I'm bothering someone. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In fact, we put Wonder Woman on her window as a beacon. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and my mom's worked here so many years, uh, yeah. you know. My Wonder Woman shirt on, There too. you go. There you <laughs> go. She is a DC gal, that's for yes. sure. But yeah. the ladies are definitely part of our uh, customer base, a big part. Mm-hmm. So we're excited about that. Everybody feels good. So uh, what are the biggest challenges to running a comic book store? Mm, well, as you can imagine, there's tight margins. Uh, I would say uh, the balance between and, and me just taking over the last couple of years, I'm learning these things, these things as I go as well. But uh, the balance of under-ordering and over-ordering, it's, it's kind of finite, and you can really ruin yourself with over-ordering <laughs> <laughs> uh, or under-ordering. Because if you don't have it, they'll go somewhere else. Um, uh, but, you know, it's... I'd say the, the, the biggest challenge to the shop is the hardest challenge is, is the ordering because it's, it's constantly uh, changing and, you know, customers are changing what they want all the time, um, that type of thing. But uh, another, another challenge I would say would be maintaining the pull boxes. It's, I have a naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always making calls, and that's typical for any comic shop as well. It's not really a naughty list, but uh, you know, people get busy with their lives, especially right now. Um, uh, but trying to, to to get them to come in more often than three or four months can sometimes be a challenge because if you let those comics build up and something bad happens to them, um, where they suddenly can't take them anymore, then you're then you're sitting on that product. So um, that would be another one, and then really anything to do with the the distribution and shipping side of it just little stuff like that you're always going to get books in that are kind of damaged or a whole stack looks like the you know the printer had its way with it and uh uh, things like that so just little stuff uh would be the the main challenges little fires you got to put out um but as far as uh anything really bad i would say nothing excellent um so Actually, next point, um, what is happening to the comics dis- distribution line in light of COVID-19? I know there is major disruptions. Yes, major disruptions. We stopped getting books uh, six, seven weeks ago. Um, fortunately, it fell right on the time the governor closed everybody down. So I at least had one day after, you know, new release day on Wednesday. And then it was just a matter of making calls. I knew if we went past two weeks, the two-week mark, I'd, I'd be calling all the pull box customers to get them in. Um but everything was shut down. You know, fortunately, we weren't receiving anything because without customers to buy them, that's that's quite a bill and quite a stack of books. And they're not going to do that to the shops. You know, the retailers, the frontliners. Um, so everything, everything from the the print and the publish to the distribution is at a standstill. Sort of, you can still uh, get older stuff. And then the plan is, so far, like through Diamond, our distributor, is to start uh, shipping again on the twentieth. It's not set in stone, but that's that's the goal, and it'll be on a limited basis. So we're not going to get our full order right out of the gate. It'll be a little at a time, um, and uh, that'll make it easier for everybody. That's good. I'm glad that there is more news. Now that everything, like it's every day, there's something new that comes up. Um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then like with the conventions and everything too, 
I remember when I saw DC Comics pulled out of Emerald City Comic Con before um, Emerald City Comic Con had canceled. It's like, okay, well, it's going to get canceled now. Yeah, sure. that was a big sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, so aside from no longer being able to have your store open, what other disruptions have you faced or will you face in the future? Mm, I think it would be, have to do with more with the future. Um, and that'll be as, you know, we come out of this uh, lockdown sort of thing and people are getting back to, you know, normal life. You know, people's incomes are really affected right now. Uh, that type of thing. They're going to be a little leery about going in public. Not everybody. Uh, but I think it'll be a slow process. So for us, it'll be a little bit of a challenge uh, as far as who's coming in um, and trying to make as e easy as possible for them. You know, we'll probably still do curbside if they'd rather do that, curbside pickup, uh, those types of things. Um, and I think as long as we're communicating a lot and I'm able to stay in touch with the customer base that subscribes here, uh, it should be okay. You guys have a, a website, right? Right, Doug? We just right now we have a social media. So as okay. Jr. has been handling that for us, he's been doing awesome. Thanks, Jr. Uh, so our Instagram and our Facebook. I am I was planning on having a website up towards the end of uh, 2020. Um, I do have a guy that that uh, mentioned he could do it, and he he's pretty good at it. Uh, uh, but we'll see. I don't know what he charges yet. <laughs> gotcha. You got JR for that, right? Does it really yeah. Ask, yeah. It's free. It's free. Oh, paid comics. That's true. He paid, paid uh, just one book every once in a while. Yeah. That's the now, Doug, Doug helps out. Doug helps out. Mm -hmm. I try. The, um, the actual, the handle for Instagram is right below Doug's uh, face. So the act at uh, Action City Comics is right there. Um, so if you want to get in touch with them, that's how. Um, and so how can comics readers support you right now? Mm, I would say, well, since I'm only in here uh, a little bit at a time, anybody that, that's watching that uh, has a pull box here and hasn't got a hold of me yet, if they're able to, like I said, everybody's got stuff going on, uh, get a hold of me. And uh, we'll see about getting your books somehow. Uh, I know one guy lives in Yakima. I shipped them to him because uh, he only comes in every so often, obviously. Uh, another way would be to take advantage of our sales. I'm sure we'll have when we reopen, um, trying to get some some uh, cash flow in here again. So we'll probably find something to, to throw on sale, something that'll be fun and cool and uh, work from that. Other than that, I would say just uh, watching us on our social media. We do post on there uh, and... Uh, see what products we have for sale in there. And you can always call or uh, message me uh, at our uh, Instagram or, or Facebook account with any particular questions or requests, stuff like that. Excellent. And um, also kind of leaning into that, Free Comic Book Day is supposed to be happening very soon, normally. Um, mm -hmm. What does that, what's happening this year? Last I've heard, and I was looking on that about looking at that recently last i heard was later this summer so nothing set in stone obviously i wouldn't be surprised if they skipped it all together but uh we'll see so unless you guys have heard something different no yeah it's all up in the air and uh same with uh summer con i think i'm still up in the air that's another one mm -hmm. I, I loved going to last year so i think everything's just on delay yeah i just i read uh, reaper con it's in texas it's the for miniature painting they just uh, canceled yeah um, there's um which a little bit easier for them they it's their hometown that they do it in so at least it sooner rather than later that's labor day one so right um so before we um end the stream which i actually am surprised that we're at an hour with so many people answering questions um any closing thoughts Um, yeah, thank, first off, thank you for having us. Um, we are, unlike Doug, we are not so, we haven't been hurt as badly from this COVID as, as the, the, the brick and mortar shops have been. So we have been using our platform to support everybody out there that is going through this, um, as much as possible. So if there's anybody out there that knows somebody they want to promote or they know is a business or a restaurant, please just, just hit us up. We are, are on Facebook. You can find me, 
Um, I'm Jordan Arith. Um, you can find Hop Heroes on Facebook. You can also find us at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but we really, we really want to support anybody that's in need right now. And um, Doug, if there is any way, what does the shipping look like? From you say you ship to Yakima, how far does that reach, and how how would how would I coordinate that? Because I would love to get some comics up here in Alaska. Um, I'm not sure on Alaska, but I mean, for come on, Doug, it's, it's like a <laughs> come on, bucks. Doug. <laughs> Try but, uh, it here, man. I'm sure I could look it up and uh, <laughs> uh, we could talk afterwards and, and and make arrangements. All so, right. Well, just 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 yeah, everything is like convenience is being taken advantage of right now. I feel like, and, and yeah. that's that's supporting the people that or the entities that you know, might not want to support um, subconsciously. So just just think about who is in need and, and do everything you can and look for look for the curbside pickup. You know, look for the new updates on, on social media and and please just you know it's it's incredibly important that these establishments stay in business and stay stay open and stay flourishing so um and as always if there is any topics that you are interested in hearing about and you'd like a story arc to be talked about please send us an email hopheroespodcast at gmail.com or if you want to be on an episode there's a topic you want to discuss we'd love to have you on yeah we're open to anybody really i mean we are we're pretty um lax about any subject. I mean, we, we, we just like talking, I guess, right? We've got a big mouth, <laughs> three of us. Yeah. Um, and so talking is, like, easy for us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one thing I, I, I do love that I get to spend – I actually get to talk to Doug on the phone, so I'm pretty special there. And we get to discuss things. And um, Action City is our flagship. I mean, they, they really uh, – Doug has really put a, a big support into Hop Heroes. So we, we want – that they're always going to be that for us. So, I mean, go on, on Instagram, go on Facebook and, and take a, take a look. I mean, there's, it's got books and books and books. I mean, you should never be bored when you got a <laughs> store like action city out there and you should be able to buy and buy books. And Doug is making it super simple for people to, to, to process that and get them to your house. And then um, for us at, at hop heroes and, and we're, it's it's fun not having Zach here because we get to kind of talk however we want to without uh, <laughs> disruption. But we also miss him. So you know, check out. You know, Zach is very creative uh, himself as a person, and so um, just uh, we miss him today, and uh, we'll probably hear from him a little bit later. So yeah, and his website is ourzenith.com. It's Oz um, spelled out, and it's basically a, a platform for creatives. So there's podcasts on there, not just ours, mm-hmm. multiple. There's art. There's blogs. Um, he pronounces it our Zenith, but it's Zenith. And I'm finally going to tell you that now, Zach, while you're not here. Our uh, so <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> and uh, Doug, any closing thoughts? Mm, yeah. Well, thank you, Lindsay, first of all. And thanks you guys for being on here as well. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, just people are resilient. So I know everybody's going through a tough right time right now. Uh, I like to be optimistic you know, uh, and I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see anything. I see light at the end of the tunnel for everyone. Um, there's a lot of businesses out there that have it much worse. I'm fortunate. Uh, I took over a business that was doing well for many years. Um, and there's probably a lot of new shops out there. They're struggling much more than me, uh, or, or other shops. And, um, you know, I just try to man try to be optimistic, everybody. And, uh, I think all will be well, right? Excellent. Love it. Love it. And um, thank you so much, all of you, for uh, coming on. Uh, I know scheduling a bunch of people can be tough. That's what actually at a last minute uh, with Zach, he was not able to attend because of a work thing that came up. So um, just unfortunate. That's actually how I organized all of this. Um, so Zach, thank you for uh, uh, putting like helping me organize this um, and. I'm going to real quick go through the rest of the events that I have going on for the week. Uh, so tonight there is a benefit show for our unsheltered neighbors um, that is being put on by a church in Tacoma. And it is, uh, I am not behind it at all. It's just, I am trying to get the word out for this. Um, $10 suggested donation and it's a Zoom link so that you can um, enjoy the show that was meant to be done in person originally. Um, and all of the details for that are on my Facebook and Instagram and everywhere. So, um, and then Thursday, there's Swag Hip Hop Yoga that is being done by Operation Tungsten Light, which is another Facebook group. Um, and it's another real estate agent that is just doing a hip hop yoga session and going to be Facebook Live. Uh, Friday, 
Uh, there's clearing the clutter while in quarantine. It is a, a downsizing specialist who will be talking about how to clear the clutter in your house. Um, and that is being done by uh, Village Concepts of Fairwood. So once again, details on my Facebook page because you need to email someone to get the link to that. Um, then there is Friday Night Magic, which is being hosted by Game On. Um, it is just being done through Magic Arena online and their Discord server. So um, be sure you check out their Facebook page to get all the details. And then I do my Guild Wars 2 hangout every uh, Friday night. Um, starts with just uh, learning to play and uh, or returning to play. And it's uh, followed, to, uh, followed by guild missions with my guild. So it's a pretty fun night. Um, and then Saturday, this one's brand new, uh, Magic Commander, which will be through Tabletop Simulator or Cockatrice. Just depends on what everyone has. It's being organized through the Discord server, which just message me for the link and I'll send it to you. Um, then there is a virtual house concert on Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. It is Kurt Lindsay. It's um, private invite only, so message me so I can send you the link. And it is just, it's a Zoom thing and everyone is, you can be on camera and everything. So it's actually like a true house co concert where you have more oh, of a wow. feedback. Yeah, this is being run by one of my friends. So it's a great idea. I love that she's volunteering her Zoom uh, pro account to uh, <laughs> support her uh, musician friends. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, it's my regular monthly Planescape Dungeons & Dragons game, which I have guest slots open for that starting in August. So if you want to sign up for that, um, just let me know and I will get you the sign-up link. And then back to Monday, it is a live paint-along. That's me doing miniature painting on my Whimsy's Geekery channel because I need to be uh, kept accountable to the fact that I need to paint a commission project. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a lot so, going on. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a lot. <laughs> um, and I am looking for more people for next week as well. So if you are interested in being on a live Q&A, um, reach out to me. I have some people that I've talked to. Um, we're still getting the questions cleared, that sort of thing, because um, some of them, there's compliance things that we have to go through. So we'll see what we can do. Once again, thank you, everyone, for joining me in this um, with um, Hop Heroes, Action City, and everyone who has chimed in. Um, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. So I'm going to go ahead and end the stream now. So talk to you all later. See ya. Bye. Bye, See buddy. Ya. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> <laughs>